Hey guys, it's Kevin Hughes from TikToking, and before we get to the show, I just wanted to tell you about my live show at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado, July 7th. I'm going to have special guests, Rise Hendricks, Christian McCartney, and Jeremy and Carrie Muner, and we're going to do some live podcasting, live music, and live stand-up comedy. You guys won't want to miss this. It's going to be so fun, so funny. I mean, come on, Rise Hendricks, you know that means weird bars, right? What more do I have to say about that? Tickets starting at only 25 bucks, and you can buy them now at theorientaltheater.com. Remember, guys, July 7th, the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. So buy your tickets now, theorientaltheater.com, and come join us for some fun and laughs. What more can I say? Be there, guys. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes, and today my guest is Megan Gross. She was such a fantastic guest. She was so much fun. She's such a pleasant person, and, you know, it was just a great time, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. Every time, it gets better and better and better. I just don't know how much further it can go. (laughs) This has been a lot of fun, guys. So, without further ado, here's Megan Gross. This week... On TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking. Fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Megan, how are you? I will be a lot better if this doesn't <laughs> go away again. What do you mean? This has all been perfectly outlined to the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I didn't change my name to Authentically Megs for a reason. Right. <laughs> So where are you from? I am from Dallas. Okay, is that where you're at now? Yes. Okay, were you born and raised there? I was born in Oklahoma, uh, raised in Dallas, bounced around, and now I'm back here. Okay. How do you like Dallas? I like it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love it. I think that there's like this, this novelty, like if you come here... Like, as a visitor, there's this this weird novelty that it has. Probably because, I don't know, I feel like if you're in the older crowd, you remember the show Dallas growing up. And then and I'm sure you can hear the airplane because I'm right by the airport. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you're younger, there's, like, a lot of appeal for, like, the young crowd. It's a lot. It's like a mini, a mini L.A., basically. Um, mm. And yeah, I don't know, but I, I like it. It's been my home. It gets old, but. So what brought you from Oklahoma to Texas? So, um, we moved. So my mom was a single mom. My parents Mm. got divorced whenever I was really young. Um, we moved after the bombing in 95, um, federal building in Oklahoma city. Um, and moved to Dallas mom got a job and I was living like downtown life like downtown YMCA in Dallas was my that was my shit like wait, can I get on here can I you you can cuss okay. yeah, <laughs> drink cuss do whatever you want <laughs> I don't I don't know the rules but I just want to make sure no but yeah we that downtown YMCA was my shit like we so you were there during the Oklahoma City city bombing then I was. So wow. I was born in... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say... I was going to ask how old you were. I was three. Um, I was born in 92. Um, so that was, what, April? So yeah, I was three and a bit. Um, all I remember, because obviously I was super young, I don't remember it personally. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom telling me a couple years later when I started to ask about it... Um, one of my uncles was one of the first responders on the scene. Um, and she said that the explosion was so loud that where we lived in Oklahoma city, like rocked me out of my toddler bed. And 
hearing that, I think as a child, you can't comprehend like the impact of that. And so visiting um, the memorial whenever I was older, I mean, the blast, obviously, the impact that that had on the buildings surrounding the federal building was enormous. So for it to even have an effect on our little house many, many miles away, I don't know. It just, it kind of put everything into perspective and like the gravity of the situation. So, yeah, that's insane. I mean, as a kid, like you said, you don't comprehend, but I could only imagine what was going through your parents' minds, you know, like, oh gosh, yeah, not knowing what was going on, thinking, you know, world war is about to break out or we're getting nuked right. or something's going on, you know? Yeah. And, God, that would, that would scare the <laughs> shit out of me. Holy cow. I know. Yeah. It's, and obviously with, not to get political or anything, but like with what's going on in the world right now, I think I have a son. And so I just am like, oh my God, like, am, is, yeah. am I going to wake up one day and like have the same thoughts as my mom and like wonder that or, right. yeah, it's, it's a scary world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I honestly, I've, I've met a lot of people, but I've never met anybody that was actually there in Oklahoma when that bombing happened. That's insane. Yeah, it was. It wow. Was, yeah. And it's still, it's emotional to this day because, um, you know, my my Nana, um, she's a poet in Oklahoma City. She was born in, she was born, born in Birmingham, England, raised in Oklahoma City, and um, she knew, she knew quite a few people that worked at the federal building, as did my uncle and, you know, other family members. So, you know, walking past that, um, gate or fence where they put everything on every day. It's still, still hits home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Wow. That's crazy. So you were born April in uh, 1992. I was born in January, January 15th, 1992. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, actually. (laughs) Okay. So you just turned 30. I did. I just turned 30. Wow. How's that feel? Um, I feel like I'm 80. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, my 20s were great, wonderful decade of my life, but I could not be more excited to be um, another decade older or turning, experiencing hopefully another decade. Wow. Yeah, I was the complete opposite. Uh, Were you? (laughs) 30 was very scary for me. I... I was going through a divorce, you know, and I became a single father and it, yeah, it, I didn't like it at all. I was like, holy crap. Like, where do I begin? Like, I feel like, I feel like I wasn't at that young point anymore, Mm -hmm. but I had to start all over almost like I was at that young point, but Mm -hmm. I knew it was just, yeah, it was a lot, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm fine now and. Uh, I'll be 38 this year, so that's that's crazy. I'm already closing in on 40, and I don't even want to go there. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, 30 may have been scary, but 40, 40. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I'm not as worried about 40 as I was 30. I, yeah. think, uh, I think the transition from teen to adult mm-hmm. uh, is really scary, but... N- you know, nothing's changing from 30 to 40, you know, you're, you're already at that adult phase, I guess, of your life. So you've already established, or hopefully most people have established a career and everything else by that Mm -hmm. age. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just another, I I don't feel like I'm 37, you know, I mean, I feel, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, I sometimes act like I'm still 21. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a very, no offense to the men out there, but I feel like it's a very common thing for men <laughs> to be the older that they get, the younger that they are mentally. I feel like, I don't know. That's just what I've experienced. But yeah. No, and I, I agree with that. And But me personally, I, I've always lived my life about having a good sense of humor and having fun. And mm-hmm. I'm serious when I have to be serious, but most of the time I don't feel like I have to be. So I will just, I like goofing off. I like having fun and you know, age is a number who, I mean, absolutely. I mean, one guy, some year was just like, yeah, 
365 days in a year and then that's how old you are like that doesn't right? make any you know what i mean like someone just made that up like it's not it's not it's just a number it is <laughs> it really is it honestly age is a social a little, 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 social construct there yeah go. tongue twister <laughs> <laughs> so i've been following you for a long time on tiktok and mm-hmm. I've Thank seen, you, by the way. yeah, of course, <laughs> and I've seen such a huge change in your content. Uh, you know, one of the things that really caught my eye was everything you went through uh, from December, I believe it was, of 2019 mm-hmm. to basically summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And one of your videos, you kind of explain it, you know, in December, you found out you were pregnant mm-hmm. and... And then when COVID hit, you lost your job because you were pregnant. Well, I think everybody was shutting down, but then you said you ultimately lost your job because you were pregnant, which mm-hmm. that's insane on its own. And yeah. then um, and then some other events happened too. And I, I mean, I don't want to like touch on anything personal, but I mean, you went through a divorce oh, around cool. that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like, wait, hang on. Nope, you're fine. If, if you're listening to this, I'm drinking White Claw right now. This is what you hear, <laughs> ASMR. Well, you know, the next question will be what flavor of White Claw? <laughs> uh, because it fits perfectly with the second half of your question. This is called a mango White Claw and it is let that mango. mango yeah. <laughs> Horrible dad joke, but I am a mom now, so I get dibs on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I found out I was pregnant, um, like you said, literally a day after Christmas, um, which blew my mind. I never wanted to be a mom. Oh. It happened. I'm grateful and so blessed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love my son to death. Um, but I had made it in my, made it up in my mind. I didn't want to be a mom. Um, so my boyfriend and I at the time were like, yay, like, cool, we're gonna have a baby. Um, (laughs) and then in, I guess, well, when was it? It was literally this time two years ago, March. Mm -hmm. Um, I got laid off. Everybody did. Um, started, started out as temporary. We obviously did not expect for the panorama to last 18,000 years is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, we thought it would be two weeks to flatten the curve and it's been two years. Um, but I ended up later that year, um, I think around July or August, um, found out that I had actually been fired and it had gone, it had gone on long before then, um, that I, um, had been dealing with, upper management who were very unsupportive, very unhelpful. Um, don't want to go into that too much because there is sure. like an EEOC complaint going on. Um, but all I'm going to say is that they definitely unfairly fired me. And Mark, if you're listening to this, I'm very unhappy with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, after that, I had my son. Um, and yeah. Okay. I can't remember I was on that tangent. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, first off, I'm, I'm sorry that happened. That's that's terrible that someone would treat their employees like that. But, uh, you know, something I missed when I was explaining everything earlier, you also during this time created a business, which I thought was really cool. And you basically design and make your own earrings. Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of my outlet. Um, so after I had my son, I struggled severely with postpartum depression. Um, and I didn't know how to get back to myself. I've always mm-hmm. been a very energetic, bubbly person, very outgoing, very outspoken. And this was a whole nother side of me. I had no idea who I was. And it was mainly brought on by the pandemic and, you know, being stuck inside, not being able to get out and socialize. Um, so I kind of found this community within the polymer, polymer clay group Um to have an outlet creating jewelry. Um, So I started my entire TikTok based off of clay, which 
looking back is so wild to me. Um, but it was so much fun. And it's something that like I will do kind of as a craft hobby now. Um, not as much as a biz of a business. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, I really miss it. I do. I do. So are you working again or? I am well, not. You're not working. Okay. I <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so currently as of now, I am waiting to see if I get into nursing school. Oh, cool. Um, being a nurse is something that I've always wanted to do, always wanted to be. I applied February 1st. My son and I hit that application submit button together and people have started getting responses. And so I'm just waiting to see if I get in or not. Oh, that's awesome. I, I hope nothing but the best on that. You know, I think that's, (laughs) I give it up for nurses and doctors having to see and do some of the things they have to deal with is, uh, Mm. it takes a certain person and I don't think I could do it. I'm like, Oh, a little blood doesn't bother me. And then I'd be like, like, no, thanks. (laughs) Every, as I, I, well, as I have heard, every nurse has their vice. Every doctor has their vice of things that they're just like, no. So if you think that if there's anybody listening that is considering the medical field in any way, don't let that hinder you because everybody has their thing. Like I can't deal with puke. If you puke, like mm, you're on your own. Um, (laughs) I think that happens a lot (laughs) when you're a nurse though. (laughs) Oh, hundred (laughs) percent. That's why I'm trying to like, I'm like dermatology. Great. But then I'm like, great. Like some people hate blood and they puke at the uh, side of blood. And I I don't know. (laughs) Hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, though. After being pregnant and experiencing that, like, I think you just kind of overcome those fears. So. Yeah. And your son, he's about a year and a half now? Yes. Just he will be over? 20 months on the fourth. Yes. Okay. And so I know you said at first you weren't expecting to be a mother and you'd mm. kind of made that decision. But now being a mother, like, what has changed your mindset? Like, what having a son now compared to not originally wanting a son or a kid in general, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think has changed you about having a kid now? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) literally everything. (laughs) Yeah. I think like just (sighs) my whole demeanor has changed. Like, my my purpose, my passion in life, like everything went from being very self-centered, which is understandable when you don't have kids. 100%. Um, becoming a parent, even though, and, and Grayson and I, my son, we, we didn't bond straight away. Um, we had a couple, you know, obviously dealing with postpartum depression. We had a rough, rocky couple months. Um, so I think just seeing myself go from being... Um, uh, somebody who was just up for anything that all of a sudden the girl that was up for anything wasn't up for having a baby and it was like this huge scary experience and seeing myself grow and I don't know just everything about me changing <laughs> yeah yeah that I would have to agree with that I mean even as a, a father you yeah. know obviously I wasn't the one carrying the baby or anything right. or having to deal with, you know, the aftermath of everything. And yeah, it's still, I think the, the woman in my opinion has to deal with everything that you've had to deal with. And the mm-hmm. male is kind of like, okay, now there's a lot on my shoulders, like, <laughs> you know, oh. and yeah. And it, it scared me, but at the same time, like, and I was a lot younger. I mean, I had my first child when I was 23. Okay. So, so yeah, I was, I was younger, but I mean, honestly, I'm glad it happened when it did because I mean, I was, I'm trying to get this out right. (laughs) (laughs) I I was, I was, so I was living the dream that I wanted. Like I I was living the life that I wanted to have. I was Mm -hmm. living in LA. I was editing movies and TV shows. And then when this happened, um, I kind of felt like all of that didn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, 
like everything in my mind was now just focused on on this this little being you know and it's like you know now that's my responsibility you know no more Hollywood parties no more you know this is what I need to focus on and uh, I'm glad because I don't know if you've been to LA but Mm -hmm. living in that town and working in that town it'll swallow you up and it's 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 a tough city I loved it at the time but thinking about it now I just don't know how it would have ended up you know I mean right I was having fun but you just I mean it's a day by day out there you know (laughs) yeah oh gosh having friends that live out there and have lived out there the stories I've heard it is truly a dog-eat-dog world it absolutely is it's it's a whole new experience for sure yeah (laughs) definitely not what I would ever want to experience and props to you especially being young (laughs) yeah and so are you still a, a single parent then? I am. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I think, you know, whenever you said about turning 30 and it being scary because you were going through a divorce and you had young kids, like I definitely relate to that hundred percent because even though I was very excited for this next decade of my life, hopefully, yeah. um, it was, it, it, it's terrifying because, you know, you're uncertain of, your future and, or at least, I mean, speaking in me terms, um, as far as nursing school and stuff like that goes, but then also, you know, you're doing this whole thing by yourself. Um, my husband and I separated over a year ago. Um, and we kind of spent all of last year, um, trying to work things out. We're just not compatible, um, (laughs) to put it as politely as possible. Um, and it's uh, I don't even know how to describe it I think just going from like being somebody who didn't want kids to okay we're gonna do this and then imagining that future getting married and then all of a sudden you're like well shit now I have to do this on my own like yeah (laughs) what the hell yeah (laughs) can I get a redo please right Ashley, where you at? (laughs) (laughs) Am I being punked? Yeah, right. (laughs) And that's actually what I was going to ask you with all of that. Like, how has it been transitioning into a now single parent? And I don't know how the co-parenting is working, but as far as what you do, how how is that all going? Is it still rough, or have you find found your niche and you you know everything's better than what it was or what you thought it was going to be? Yeah. So like, as far as co-parenting goes, Shannon, we are, I wouldn't say we're great friends. We're still working that out. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's not something like we're very respectful towards each other. That's, that's not an issue. And we co-parent very great. He has Grayson half the time. Um, In fact, like, so I'm staying with my mom up in Oklahoma city right now. And I'm back down in Dallas as of the time that we are speaking, um, so that he can see his dad and, Mm. um, and, and be with him. So as far as co-parenting goes, everything's fine. Um, but I do remember, so I posted, um, I posted a TikTok video (laughs) cause you said niche and I'm thinking like, (laughs) okay, here we go. I posted a TikTok video a couple (laughs) weeks ago about, I guess I was just making fun of the fact that I'm getting divorced. Like I deal with horrible situations in my in my life with shitty humor and I just thought it was being funny and it's one of those things that you're like I never expect for this to go viral and it did <laughs> and it got like 2.1 million views and I just got like <laughs> absolutely shattered by every human being on the internet for it and so wow. I think I just took a step back and I realized like ah. Uh, I don't know. I think it, it just kind of, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> Besides feeling like absolute shit about myself and my future, it did, though, kind of empower me to be like, you know what, like, if it makes this many people upset, like, I'm doing the right thing. And so now my niche is just being, like, a single mom and and living my best life on the internet that everybody hates to see. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's really good that you guys are able to co-parent, you know, and it's, I mean, going through it myself, it's, it's tough. And I've been divorced 
seven years now and it's uh yeah it's it it was awful and it's still i'll I'll be completely honest even if she's listening like it's awful like it's we just cannot we cannot co-parent you know and um i'm not innocent by all means Mm -hmm. but um there are a lot of things that i feel that is done that i would never personally do to somebody but uh it's tough and yeah i don't i don't I don't remember seeing that video that you posted and I'm trying I to think. Only. So if you want to go see it, go later. later. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I was like, we are friends on there. So <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we are, we are, we are. No. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to, when you start to insult my son, that's when things Ooh. get real. So, yeah. yeah. That's not cool. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's really good. So you're staying with your mom in Oklahoma Mm-hmm. So you're living out in Oklahoma right now, but you're just uh, traveling back and forth in order for your son to see his father? Yes, yeah. Wow. So that's, that's got to be right. tough. Is, you fly there or you drive there? Drive. How long of a drive is that? It. I can do it by myself two and a half hours. Oh, that's uh, not too bad. No. It, with my son, it's probably three and a half. So okay. I drive the speed limit. Obviously, we have to stop. But yeah. Oh, that's not near as bad as I thought. I, for some reason, I thought it was like a 12 to 15 hour drive. But No, no. Okay. If it was that long, I would <laughs> I'd be like, I'm taking the kid. Like, right? <laughs> in Mean Girls, when she's like, and I'm taking the dog, asshole. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't now, make that drive. <laughs> yeah. So you guys aren't officially divorced? You're just separated right now? We, so... We are preparing to file very soon, um, okay. but we've stayed separated because health insurance in America is a bitch, and he has great health insurance, and I need <laughs> I need surgery. So. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> what do you get if you don't mind me asking? What are you having surgery on? No, no, it's totally fine. Um, I have uh, endometriosis. Hmm. I am a woman. Being a woman sucks sometimes. That is one of the many things as a woman that sucks to have. Um, so just, it's something I dealt with when I was like 16. But yeah, every so often you just got to go in there and get rid of it again. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll go back a little bit. Now I said I've seen a huge change in your uh, TikTok content. Uh-huh. Um, so now you've kind of transitioned into making these comedic type videos which by the way when you said you deal with with uh stress or anger with raunchy humor yeah that is that's me 100 percent. i do the yes. same exact thing <laughs> i'm so glad somebody gets it <laughs> oh 100 percent. like i i mean i try to be goofy and funny all the time but mm-hmm. um if when i get to that extreme 10 you yeah. know something's bugging me you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah, but uh, where I was going with that is your videos are so funny. Like I enjoy watching your videos so much because a lot of time you'll use these sounds. And <laughs> the one, the, the couple that I really love is uh, you did two videos of this one sound and it's like show people what you drive or. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one is like you riding on your son's little buggy and first off that was funny but this next one like i didn't get it at first i had to watch it again i was like wait she didn't show a car but oh, it's yeah. you and it's just driving everyone crazy or whatever oh yeah i'll show, show you and then what you drive and i was like yeah, yeah. everyone crazy. <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah just i i love that i mean that's like my type of humor that's why like that was one thing that i was like oh man, this person would be amazing to talk to. So then when I caught you on your live, I was like, well, this is my chance to ask. So I did. And uh, I'm glad it worked out. Same here. Same here. I um, have obviously never been on a podcast in my life before, but I've listened to yours and I have listened to several others. And so I was like, I'm just going to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Jump into it. (laughs) So then I'm going to ask you, since you have been listening to the show, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you like and what don't you like about the show? I love how you kind of ask everything. 
Mm. Like, there hasn't been. So, where's my phone? Hang on. I don't know where my phone is. You did a recent episode, and I cannot remember who it was. Uh, is her name Amanda? Oh, yeah. There was, there was an Amanda. Yeah, Amanda Hurt. Okay. It's uh, the, the, the one, the kombucha, the beer. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I love just how, like, open and candid you are with your guests and how comfortable you make people feel. Because um, listening to that, it kind of, like, I don't know, calmed my nerves, I guess. Oh, um, good. But from a listener and from a viewer standpoint, the fact that you even bring in yourself and your situations and your stories, um, and it isn't just solely, like, focused. It's not like a, and you did this, and why did you do this, and why did you do this? And it you bring in a little bit of, like, personal touch to it. Um, as far as things that I don't like, there's nothing that I don't like. Um I think you're really cool. So <laughs> that's the that's the one I was worried about. I was like, oh man, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> here, race for impact. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I think you're doing you're doing amazing. You're doing cool. amazing, ladies. Well, I appreciate that, mom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate oh, that. Boy. I was like, so a lot of my guests are also first time podcasters. Okay. guests podcast guests however you want to say it yeah and um but we don't have much time to talk in between from when we set a date to when we get on the show right. so they they hadn't heard the show so they're not you know they don't know what to expect and we always have a conversation like you and i did before we start mm-hmm. recording and it's oh my god i'm so nervous like what are you yeah. going to ask me? And it's like, <laughs> I promise I do not get too like personal. Like I, I always ask, make sure my guests are comfortable, you know, and yeah. uh, it, it's, it's important to me because I'm asking for you to come on here and basically be vulnerable. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't I, you know, like why, why yeah. do I have, you know, I I'm open just as much as my guests are open. Like it, they can ask me anything and uh, I just try to make it as comfortable and, like I told you, I just like it to be like two friends having a conversation, you know, we're getting to know each other and there's no reason for me to hound you. Like why on this date did you do this? And, uh, you know, (laughs) that just does, it's not fun. You know, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah, it is. No, Uh it is. And I think that that speaks volumes about you and your character, which makes me love you even more. So I hats off to you. I think that, and it seems like you have a lot of fun doing podcasts. Oh, it, it, you know, it's so weird. I told you, and I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot right now. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. But um, I told you that I was editing movies and TV shows. Yeah. And, you know, I went to I went to school for that. But ultimately what I wanted to do out there was start with that, but transition into acting. Um, I've always been an actor. I was, as a young kid, I always tried out for the 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 stuff in elementary school and I always did solos and I you know I had parts and and so that was my plan and um uh I just thought that was where life was headed and then when I moved back to Colorado there's not much opportunity to really do that kind of thing here there's you know there may be open casting calls but ultimately I have to be back in LA or New York or something like that so when podcasting kind of came out, um, I started listening here and there. I wasn't too involved in it, but then I found a show that I really enjoyed and I started thinking, I was like, man, I would love to do that, but I have no idea what I would talk about. (laughs) And most people, most podcasts have like a, like a host and then a co-host. And I was like, I was like, I don't know anybody that can dedicate the time to Mm -hmm. okay every tuesday be here at seven o'clock so we can have an out you know because everybody has families you know yeah and so i was like what can i do on my own and honestly that's where tiktok that's what tiktok did for me um and you've probably heard me say this i've said it a million times but i never thought i would be on tiktok and then once i yeah yeah, and and what because i mean i i just like eh like yeah I, I like acting and I was, I finally like let loose and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I don't care what people say, but as I kind of, uh, got familiarized with it and started enjoying watching other people's content, I was like, man, it would be interesting to talk to them. And mm-hmm. then I thought about it. I was like, boop, light bulb. Like, 
I should be doing a podcast about social media personalities. Like, you know, and so, uh, I took about a year just developing exactly what I wanted to do with this podcast. And, uh, I've had so much fun. Like, it's been so cool meeting all these people and hearing all these stories and learning about people's like different journeys and where they, you know, where they came from and where they're at now. And I mean, it's so interesting to me, even though it's, it's such a horrible event, but like knowing that you were part of the Oklahoma city bombing, like you were there, you know, mm-hmm. like that just blows my, it's, it's crazy. And you know, I haven't, I haven't had a guest on here. That's at least spoken out loud about them going through something traumatic like that. And even as a three-year-old, I'm sure, you know, it still sits in your mind cause you had family members involved in all of that, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it, it's just so, I enjoy it so much and uh, I appreciate everybody that comes on and shares with me because it's just made it so much more fun, you know? Yeah, no, of course. And I think, you know, it's got to be stressful and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would be very stressed out. Like, because even though you see them on social media and you see how they are, you never know really how they're going to be when you get to with them, like how we are. Um, on this level so I get like have you met anybody that just hasn't been what you uh, wait maybe you can't answer that I don't know no, I definitely can <laughs> like I, I mean I don't mind and I'm not going to name names but no the thing is and I and thank god I got to do what I did in LA because mm-hmm. editing movies I was working side by side with the actors the directors and people that I idolized as a kid, mm-hmm. like growing up. I mean, everywhere, like I worked on Jackass number two and became friends with all those guys, you know? And Yay. yeah. And I, and even like growing up here in Colorado, I was a huge like Bam Margera fan. And then Jackass came out on MTV and I became a fan of that. So yeah. to be able to work with them and then becoming friends with them, it was a huge thing. But, um, I was, I was at the Emmy awards and there was just so many, familiar faces like Halle Berry was sitting right here in front of me and like she just seemed so stuck up and it you know and it's unfortunate because you get to you get to know somebody that you thought was going to be this whole other person but then you realize once you realize that they're playing characters and that's not who they really are so I think that really helped me to expect a possible worse than what I'm expecting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like hoping that they are as cool as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, and if they aren't, then, I mean, we still try to have fun and we do what we do. But, uh, honestly, I think I've had, I, I can't even say that I've had one that's been terrible. Everybody's been really cool. Um, about 95, at least 95% of the guests that I've had on, I think this is, I think this is episode 32 or 33. So out of 33 guests, I would say at least 25 of them, um, I stay in contact with weekly. Like we throw text messages and uh, there's that big event going on in Vegas next weekend. I think I'm going to go down and we're all going to meet up and just hang out. And yeah, so it's been really fun and I'm, I'm so glad. I, I must have a... And I know this sounds really, uh, I don't even know how to put it, but it, it kind of, <laughs> I don't want to like talk too highly about myself, but I almost Rock feel like, <laughs> I almost feel like I have this really good instinct about a person and their personality. Mm-hmm. So when I ask certain people to be on the show, I kind of feel, and that's why I do it during the live shows, like when they're live on, because I feel like. On their TikTok videos, they could be playing anybody, but when they're live, you kind of get a sense of their personality a little bit more. And and I'm like, okay, if 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 I can tell this is this, this is a person I can hold a conversation with and enjoy talking yeah. to, I'm gonna ask them. And uh, and you were definitely one of those those people. And um, I've been oh honestly, I've been <laughs> I've been so excited to talk to you. And this month has been absolutely insane. Um, and then, you know, I, and I'm so sorry you had some stuff going on, um, and we couldn't do this a couple weeks ago and then I had something going on. So (laughs) it's just been crazy. It's like the inevitable phone tag. (laughs) 
Yeah. But I told you we would make it happen, and here we are, you know? And we did. We yes. did. I'm so glad. Even though I feel like I'm like, can we redo this? No. <laughs> well, I'm so, well, yeah. I'm so self-conscious, but you know. Oh, you don't, you don't need to be. A part of being a girl. Yeah, I'm but. All social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, all your stuff is great, and I enjoy I it. Too. And so with that, I guess. What made you decide to start, I guess, making videos, like more humorous videos, rather than focusing on your small business or um, transitioning into whatever you're doing now, I guess, as a as a whole? Um, you know, honestly, so my when my divorce kind of first started I guess the process or the discussion process back in mm-hmm. literally <laughs> I thought it was an April Fool's Day joke it was the worst April Fool's Day joke I've ever heard in my life um literally oh, April 1st of last year um I just went into like my little hermit shell and um I didn't talk to anybody I was rarely social it took a lot out of me. And so when I started going, so I started going back to therapy. Um, everybody should go to therapy. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist suggested that I go on some sort of social media live because I had had, I think I started, when I started going live, I had only had maybe 2,000 people following me on TikTok and it was still my business page. Like I made like three videos of myself, but Mm. because I had that a thousand follower count, I was like, well, I'm just going to go live and talk to people just to break out of my shell. Again, I've always been a super social person. So just trying to climb out of this hell hole that was my little hermit shell was really difficult. So we decided that going live on TikTok would be a great way for me to kind of break out of my shell and get back to me and who I was um, before. And it just kind of snowballed into what it is now. Um, I started feeling more confident within myself and opening up more to people and being more authentic, um, which I think is hard to find on social media these days. I think it's a very curated especially on Instagram. I think TikTok's a little different, especially now. Um, I've seen a lot of really cool people who are really open and I appreciate that versus on Instagram where it's very sheltered and like your perfectly curated grid of all of your perfect content and your perfect life that doesn't exist because perfection is not a thing. Right. Um, It just, it, it gave me my power back almost. And so when people give me shit for being on the internet, I'm like, you know what? This saved my life to be really honest and the people that I met like you and my friend Emma like literally the people that I've met through TikTok have changed my life and it it makes me emotional um (laughs) (laughs) because I'm I'm like I think about all the people that I've met through it and to most people it's just some stupid app with people dancing and like making stupid jokes like a recycled vine kind of thing but to me it's it's been my livelihood and I just hope that it continues to grow and that I meet more people and can impact more people. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I agree. It's kind of like, like what you said, but it's like a therapy session, honestly, for me, like I get to be myself without trying to worry about impressing someone or or upsetting someone because, Mm -hmm. and okay. My whole thing on TikTok, like I was kind of, I didn't know how to really present myself on TikTok. And I was kind of like, "Eh, people are going to give me so much shit. Like, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm like, and then then at the end of the day, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And uh, sorry for my language, but (laughs) that honestly, that's like what I I was thinking. And my whole thing was, okay, but I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm close with that I'm on this app. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of see where it goes. And 
if I'm really likable enough for people to follow me for me, not just like my friends, you know, like Facebook and Instagram, you know? Right. And, and so that's what I did. And so far it worked out. And now all my friends, I didn't tell, they're like, dude, what the hell? Like you're, you're on TikTok. I saw your video. Like you have all these followers. And I'm like, I didn't want to make it a big deal. You know, like I I don't want to be, Hey dude, guess what? I just made my right. first TikTok video. You should go check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I, I wanted to kind of do it this way. And, um, and yeah, it, it changed my life too. I mean, if it weren't for that app, like I said earlier, this wouldn't have come about. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met all my other guests. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really incredible. It really is. Something that I never thought I would get into was social media. Uh, I had a Facebook, but if you go on my Facebook, I don't, I rarely post. Yeah. And, and Instagram, I had an Instagram account probably for over 10 years and never posted anything. And the only reason I started posting lately was because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and and it's really cool. And it gets, it gets me through some difficult times because I can, uh, use it as my therapy to really just keep my mind on something else and have fun with it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's something that, you know, social media for us is a relatively, I guess, new thing. Like, you know, Gen Z grew up with it. They grew up Mm -hmm. with Facebook. Like, I remember whenever I was on, like, MySpace and, like, I had an AOL away. Like, my friend and I were just joking about, like, our AIM away message. Like, back back in the day before Facebook and Instagram, these things existed. So I think, like, a lot of people are, as they should be, cautious to kind of share their lives on social media that are our age or older. Um, but I think that there is a, uh, a sweetness to it, I guess. Yeah. Like there's just a, I I don't think it's any different than somebody writing a book about their life, like a tell all book. It's just our tell all is recorded. And I mean, a book is you, whatever you write down in a book that's published is going to be around forever. And everybody's like, well, what you post on the internet is going to be around forever. And I'm like, it's the same thing. You just see my face and I'm talking about it in person. Like, um, and just like a book and we can re-record the video and talk about it as many times as we want in different ways. I don't know. Um, but I really admire social media. Yeah. And I'm glad that you also view it as therapy because there's not a lot of people that I've met that, view it that way and it helps for sure <laughs> well and you have to have fun with it right i mean oh we have God, to keep yes. we have to keep up with the times if you know if, if you don't yes. then you you fall mm-hmm. so far behind on everything and mm-hmm. it's you know i could have if, if social media wasn't around i could have probably grown up next to somebody that lived down the street and never met them Mm-hmm. Now I get to socialize and meet people from all around the world. Exactly. With a camera and a computer. Like it's, it's, wild. yeah, it's so much, I mean, that's the great part about it, you know? And, um, especially if for people who live far away from family, like being mm-hmm. able to pick up a phone now and be able to video call someone and actually see them. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I remember speaking to my grandma when I was a kid and it was all over phone because she lived in California. And I mean, I never got to see her unless we traveled out there, you know, and then even when she passed, it was it was just a phone call. Like I couldn't see her that those last moments. And it was just and I mean, I was really young, too. So, I mean, I just didn't you know, you don't know what technology is going to be. I mean, we have not we have no idea what it's going to be like in 10 years. Like this could be like, Oh, can you remember those days when you had to get on the video call? You know what I mean? Like now you can touch the person through a hologram, you know? (laughs) So, but as it's, yeah, but as it sits right now, just being able to do what we can do with technology compared to when we were kids having nothing but a, 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 a phone that you had to, 
grab off the wall that had a hundred foot cord and try to sneak off to a room. And hope your parents didn't get on the other line, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or God forbid your mom wanted to use the internet and you had like one house phone and one, whatever, what, what was it called? I just, I about called it a USB. <laughs> <laughs> it is technically an old school USB. Whenever you plug the phone into the wall, you the internet. Oh, the <laughs> ethernet. Yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in those days. Oh, yeah. Dial-up internet. Yeah, dial-up. There we go. A little brain fart for a second. (laughs) And it took 20 minutes to get online. It would just be that high-pitched, like, noise. The kids these days have no idea. They literally have no idea. God, it's taking 10 minutes to upload this 4K (laughs) video. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like, you know how long it took me to write an email back when I was younger? I was like... (laughs) All right. It's sending. I still remember, like, my Nana teaching me how to use a typewriter, which, granted, like, being born in 92, that was, even for people of that in the 90s, was probably considered what we would consider old school. But, like, I just remember, oh, God, if if our kids, they're going to see, like, a floppy disk in some museum somewhere, and they're like, my parents used to use those, or they used to talk about those things, like... (laughs) I don't know. Well, it's true. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. And I mean, we did it too. We did it with our parents, you know, it's like, like really that, that was your car? Like what? You know what I mean? Or that music? What what the (laughs) hell kind of pants are you wearing? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? But (laughs) why did everybody have an Afro in the seventies? Even if you were white, like, you know, it was just, and I, I love that. I love every, every decade we go through and things change and style changes and technology changed. And that really is intriguing to me. Like I love learning all the new stuff coming out and uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of people hate it because they're like, God, why can't everything just stay the same? It's like, but Mm -hmm. the whole evolution of life is to progress. And uh, and I I enjoy it. I'm kind of a nerd. I'll be honest. I may not look like it, but I'm a techie nerd. I really am. (laughs) I'm a nerd, but like a science and kind of a math nerd now. But like technology and I, clearly we do not get along very well. (laughs) (laughs) So I hats off again to you for being into technology because that scares me. (laughs) I can't get into it. I'm like, please, can, can we just keep the technology that we have now? I don't want to see what comes next. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, ooh, I'm ready for that. I don't know if you've ever seen Ready Player One. No. No? Oh, great movie. You should watch it. But basically, it's a movie about uh, people. It, it's Have you heard of the, uh, what do they call it, metaverse? Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yes. So it's basically like an online world where you can you create your avatar and you can be anybody you want to be and people basically go into it and that's their whole life. Like people work in it, people Mm -hmm. get married in it, people gamble their money away, people fight like, and it's just like this whole video game, but you get to be who you want to be because you're not comfortable with who you are outside in the real world. And I'm afraid of that, but I'm also excited for that because I I don't want to get rid of, I don't want people to start thinking that they're not good enough in this world, but I think it would be cool to do things that you never thought were possible by just going into this, you know, pretend world. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah, I I think it's cool, but like I said, it is scary as well, but I think it's cool. (laughs) It is. I know. Well, okay. So question, do you think, or do you agree with, um, what is that like having an apartment or like living in another world? So basically like I've seen the, the memes and the videos of like people being quote unquote homeless, but they live in the metaverse. Like, is that, is that what's coming? Like, is that what we need to prepare for? Do you think as a techie person? So meaning like yeah. you don't really have a home in, in the real life, but in the, you... in the real world. Yeah. We don't yeah. have a home. We just have a home in the metaverse. Well, I mean, I just don't know how that would be possible because, yeah, I mean, but anything's possible. I shouldn't even say that, but I hope it's not leading to that because, I mean, 
I think the real world is the most important thing. I agree. And the virtual stuff is kind of a fun added thing. You know, I don't, I don't think that should be dependent on where you live and how you live. That should just be something you do and go in and have a good time and enjoy it and then come back to the real world and, and still have your normal life. I think if it gets to that far, like to that point, I'm scared. (laughs) Honestly. Like, yeah. I saw saw it on Reddit and the comments on it were like, Oh yeah. I hope that this is like what life is going to, and I'm sure some, some people are probably being sarcastic, but I'm like, Oh my God. Can you imagine like not even having a home in the real world, like where you yourself actually physically exists, but having, I don't know, having your dream life in a world that we created, but doesn't really technically exist. I don't know. Well, I think it would, yeah, if anything, I think it would be cool. Have you ever seen Total Recall? Mm -mm. Okay. I'm a huge movie buff. I'm sorry. So if I start. No, hey, you did all of that. So you have every right to be. (laughs) (laughs) So in Total Recall, basically it's kind of the same thing, but you, you can take a vacation in this virtual world and you know go to somewhere like you go to mars or you could go to hawaii or just some some random island if you want or you can go in and you can be like it basically tricks your mind to think that you're someone you're not like you could be a special agent or you can be a a bank robber or whatever you want you know and and it's just one week of you in this world and then you come back in its normal life again and i think that would be a little bit more enjoyable for me than having to constantly be in this make-believe world to Mm -hmm. try to pretend like I'm somebody I'm not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's some like black mirror stuff right there. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen that show, but (laughs) no, no, that's right up your, especially if you're like a techie nerd, like, and, and thinking about the future and this whole, like there are, Black Mirror is where it's at. Okay, I'll have to watch that one. So I'm very, like I said, I like that raunchy comedy. So yeah. if I sit down to watch a movie, typically it's uh, it's something like that. Like I'm a huge Seth Rogen fan. Mm-hmm. Like 40-year-old virgin knocked up. This is the end. Like that's, that's kind of my thing. You know, I love being able to sit down and just laugh at something. Yeah. yeah. Every now and again, I'll get the urge to... Uh, watch something that's more serious or dramatic or action. And um, especially if it has someone that I've always admired, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's in the original total recall and I've always Ooh. grew up idolizing him because yeah. I was always into bodybuilding and uh, yeah. you know, he, to me, he, he's like the best of the best. So like I always followed his career and, uh, and back to the future was another one like oh. that. That's the best movie ever made in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, uh, but most of the time I I like to just, you know, laugh and have a good time and I'll I'll watch, you know, funny, raunchy comedies that, you know, would never happen in real life. But you've got to laugh at it because it'd be great if it did, you know. Right. Well, then definitely don't watch Black Mirror because half of that shit is happening in real life right now. And I'm okay with watching that, but I would just prefer. So, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's good to, I, I feel like, I don't know, comedies are, you, you gotta laugh, especially yeah. whenever, you know, things are going on in your own personal life or even around you, like every now and then it's fine. It's nice to escape and have a little giggle, which is why yeah. TikTok is so great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I have some, uh, I have some fast round questions, if that's okay. okay. Yeah. All sure. right. Let me get them prepared here. <laughs> First off. It, this goes right along with what we were just talking about, but what is mm-hmm. your favorite movie and your favorite TV show? Favorite movie is Marie Antoinette, directed by Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. And my favorite TV show is, that's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Jenny and Georgia because I think okay. it's on Netflix. And um, that movie is with Kristen Dunst, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, cool. And what is your favorite food? Type Anything of food. Mexican, but like authentic. Yes, me too. 
I love it. You make <laughs> I, a perfect I, accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> it's too hot there. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. I, I like hot weather, but oh, that's really hot. It's like just dry yeah. there. But yeah. isn't it, or is it humid there? It, well, it depends on where you are, but it is mostly humid. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm incorrect. It's mostly humid there. Okay. There's a lot of, yeah. It has its pros and cons. We'll keep it there. Okay. <laughs> now, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? France. Okay. And why? Um, I, huge history buff, obsessed with Versailles, which is why it's my favorite movie. Um, I've been twice. Second time I drove through and... First time I hated it, to be fair. I went to Paris. I feel like everybody hates their first trip to Paris. Hmm. Um, but when I went again, I just... The people, especially outside of Paris, no offense to any Parisians out there, but um, the people are amazing. The food is incredible. I just love the easy, happy-go-lucky lifestyle, I guess. Okay. And when you drive, are you a mm -hmm. fast driver or are you a slow driver? And I'm going to guess if you're not with your son, you're a fast driver. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> and I'm I, guessing uh, that just because of what you said earlier about yeah. driving from Oklahoma to Dallas. So Yeah, I'm a speed demon. Okay. Sure. Many speeding tickets in my time. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite genre of music? Oh, no. I don't have a favorite genre. Okay. Is there a it. type of music that you listen to more than maybe the rest? Um, honestly, there's really just one art Bastille. That is like oh, yeah. my favorite artist and on repeat all the time. <laughs> and he passed away, right? No, no. Dan, Dan is, um, he is alive and well. Okay. I'm like, I hope not. Um, if I'm like, if he did, who's going to be on tour in Oklahoma next month? <laughs> oh yeah. This was a few years ago. So that's probably, I'm mixing him up with no. someone else. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's good as far as I know. They, they did just release an album, which I highly recommend you to listen to. It's very good. Um, and it's called give me the future. Oh, unironically. Yeah. <laughs> And, and by the, the one in probably billionth chance that you're listening, I apologize for faking your death right now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's All right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, okay, so are you a go-out-to-eat type of person, or do you like to stay home and cook? Ooh. Oh, it depends. I'm 50-50. Like, some days I'm super lazy, and I'm like, if I have to open up this fridge and make what I just paid $200 in the grocery store, then I'm about to pay $50 at a restaurant to eat. Like, um, But most days I'll cook at home. I mean, I have to. I have a kid, so sure. I don't have really the luxury. I mean, you get it. Like, don't really have the luxury of always going out to eat like we did whenever we were younger. But Right. Yeah, I'm both. Okay. And then finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Oh, Brittany Broski. I don't know her. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. You'll have to send me some videos. I'll, I'll check it out. I will. And she has a, um, I guess a backup um, that is even funnier than her actual. So I will definitely send you. She is. Her backup is Lost My Marbles Again. And I just feel like that describes me as a human being <laughs> <laughs> all right she's <laughs> just funny and totally out there and random and yeah okay cool. well megan this has been so much fun and i'm so excited that we finally got to do this and i like you even more than i ever thought i would have you are so fun to talk to and you put up with me rambling on this podcast to be completely honest <laughs> no i hate i'm sure half of the things that i said didn't even make sense so thank you for putting up with me but most importantly thank you for having me no yeah absolutely and i i thought everything made sense if anything it was probably on my end but you were great and i had a lot of fun and you are welcome back anytime thank you i would love to come back all right well you have a great night and uh we'll stay in touch sounds good all right. Thank you.
Thank you. Alright, bye-bye. Talking, a tick talking, tick talking with Kevin Hughes. So, other than all of the technical difficulties we had at first, I would say that episode went really well. Megan was amazing. I mean, she was so much fun to talk to, and I just couldn't believe that she had been present during that Oklahoma City bombing. I think that's just insane and uh, just a crazy experience. That's like talking to someone who was right there when 9-11 happened, you know? We all felt it across the world. But to be there and to experience it in person is a complete different story. Anyways, it was insane. Great, great conversation. Great person. I'm really excited that you guys stuck around till the end. And as always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye bye now.